So my gut says I'm going to wait for home values to come down before I buy. My next door neighbor says, oh, home values have gone up 10 years in a row. They've got to come down pretty soon, right? If you were and running the company, you'd be fired. If I'm making that type of a decision with my gut, it would seem like I might be hurting myself by not paying attention to the data. It used to be that decision makers who had the intestinal fortitude to make a decision based on feeling were respected. Keep in mind, the only ones that ever told you about it were the ones that took the shot and it ended up panning out. As you will find out in this episode of the Slow County Real Estate Podcast, data gets more dialed in on a day-to-day -day basis. Why not harness it and use it to your advantage whenever you get the chance? With a decision as big as real estate, it's necessary. Here's your host, James McCaffrey. Bueno. Welcome to our uh, San Francisco 49ers podcast featuring Mr. John Turner. How are you, John? <laughs> Let's <Yeah>. go Niners. Come <laughs> on, Kittle. Uh, joking, San Luis Obispo County Real Estate with Mr. Hal Swayze. Hal, how are you? I'm great. Good to be here, James. And JT, you already, you already I'm, said you're I'm here. I'm you're just wearing the sweater and you're, you're excited, so I thought I'd throw you a bone there. Go Niners. Go <laughs> Mr. Pete, how are you, sir? I'm doing great. Thanks, James. Jeff, and you? Uh, doing good. You know, it's funny. I think uh, several episodes ago, uh, we were talking about Brock Purdy. And so I threw it in there as a tag on the podcast. Because we had a good conversation about Smart. Brock Purdy yeah. and his and his income and his living situation. Oh, right. And so right. that directly correlates to real estate as well. So. Right. Hey, can Absolutely. we talk about 49ers, brands, NFL, all that stuff on the podcast without being kicked yeah, off? Yeah. yeah. Believe me, they love the yeah, promotion. Free promotion. Uh, of yeah, course. They yeah. love right. the promotion. Yeah. Well, tell them vice well, versa. Well, Put us on there. But time out. But we got a gentleman from the Northwest over here as a diehard Seahawks yeah. fan. Yeah. Oh, my it's God. It's been rough. It's been yeah. rough. Has it? I didn't yeah. notice. But they beat the Cowboys. Yeah. No, they, no they, the Eagles. The oh, Eagles. They did beat the Eagles. Thank you for sorry. beating the Eagles. Close to beating the Cowboys. That's right. Yeah, but it should. all proves that the Niners yeah. are heads and shoulders. Yeah, thanks for beating everyone else in the NFC. So now so we, we can, can talk now about can, some real estate or what? Well, now we can enter in all those teams and get people from the fan bases of all those teams into the, the description of the podcast. Yeah, let's just, just start saying yeah. names. Yeah. Ram, uh, Rams looked Taylor good Swift last night. Rams Taylor back. Swift. Yeah. We're, all, we're all Swifties. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, JT, you're excited for today because we're going to talk about stats, right? Like what, uh, yeah. what we got going on. When I started in the business world, business executives made decisions using their gut. You know, what's what's my gut feeling on this? And then I'll make a decision. Fast forward 40 years, and if leaders and executives made decisions based on their gut today, what would happen to them? They'd be replaced. They'd be replaced quickly. On the NFL front, look at that. Yeah. What's happened yeah. now? All these coaches are data-driven. Yeah. You know? and, and, and so data-driven decisions was something I started to learn about halfway through my career. And by the end of my career, if people were making a decision, it was probably 90% data and 10% gut. When I think about people and families making real estate decisions, it's not all that different from making a business decision. You basically were in the financial services business. Most people spend less time making a big financial decision than they do planning a vacation. The nice thing about this podcast and all the modes of communication is you can learn financial things that you may not, I mean, I didn't get much at home and you don't get it in school. So unless you go yeah. seek it out. The beautiful thing about today is you can you know, reach out to YouTube podcasts and get all kinds of intel because people are willing to share. Yeah. It used to be proprietary information. People held tight and wouldn't let, wouldn't, didn't want to share. Now their success is actually gauged in how many people can glean from them what they've done to succeed. Today we have this treasure trove of 
industry data that we collected from an industry expert, and we thought maybe we'd share some of that data with our listening audience in in hopes that maybe that'll help you just learn a little bit more about the real estate industry and the real estate market. And, mm-hmm. and, and if you're looking to make a real estate decision, maybe it'll help you make one one way or another. Uh, what, what jumps out to you in, in terms of some of the data that we've been looking at here this morning? You know, the number of homes built versus people? Crazy. Three million home sales in the country, and most of what we're talking about nationwide. But it affects us. We all mm-hmm. know that. Three million home sales in 1990, moved up to three and a half in, in 95, then 4.6 in 2000, and then in 2005 peaked out at 6.2 million sales. That's a, that's a ton of sales. That's right? a yeah. lot of sales. And, and that was really predicated on um, uh, policy of you, had a, a, you could sign a document, you could get a loan. Yeah. Like every, everybody every, gets a home. Everybody you should be able to get a loan. And, and that was our current administration in those days. Yeah, that was that was their all, desire to make yep. that happen for home ownership in the for public for yep. the public. Reduce all requirements for you to qualify for loans so you can get into a house. And then subsequently they couldn't afford the mortgage. And yeah. then if you look at what happened after that, the, we went into a recession. You know, and, and it's a noble thing to shoot for. You know, you want yeah. homeowner, you know, it's good, but it's you know, it's it's a big responsibility, right? Yeah. Home ownership and getting a loan and making a commitment. It's kind of like everybody should be able to do their own brain surgery, but you just don't do that. Really it sounds like a gut decision versus a data-driven Bingo. decision, doesn't right. it? Yeah. Bingo. Hey, I want everybody to own a house. Boy, wouldn't that be fantastic? So let's make decisions to make that happen. And then lo and behold, oops. And then it then it's settled back down to a more normal trend. So 2010, 4.3 million sales. And then we jumped to 2015, 5.3 million sales in the country. And then it peaked in 2022 at 6.4 million, I think. Is 2021. Right. Sorry. And 6.4 million was based on low interest rates. 2021, right, was the year. And COVID, yeah. people, COVID people moving, moving around because yeah. of COVID. You know, that when you think about lifestyle choices, when you go through something like a pandemic and a lockdown, people make a lot of different choices. I got to be at home more. You know, one of the movies and my family's over here. So that created a lot of um, transportability. Yeah. yeah. We saw, and, and again, you know, people went to the city, man. I want to be near the great theater and wonderful restaurants and the nightlife. Well, pandemic hits and all that stuff shut down. Like, why am I here? Work from home. Yep. That, right. Yeah. So work from home meant, oh, I'm going to buy a house because that's where I'm working too. Yeah. It's amazing that that pandemic had that after the crazy start it had right? yeah huge impact on us like because yeah. we're community people wanted to come too they wanted out of the cities they wanted to come here yeah we talk about the impact of of mortgage interest rates and we have some data talking about that as well mortgage interest rates were in the high teens at one point 80s i wish we had graphics on this because you know the the, the big spike of kilimanjaro and the um, early 80s and late 70s of interest rates, and then it's just been a, just a giant downhill slide mm-hmm. uh, to so, so low, even at today's rates, right? The all-time high interest rate, October 1981. Without looking, what do you guys think it is? 16.8%. Uh, 18.9. Oh, you're looking at it. 18.86%. All time high. Followed by, in January of 21, the all-time low of... Two point six five. Yeah, that's crazy. You, can't, you can't buy a car with that kind of interest no, rate. No, if you're a twenty-something that's looking yeah. to buy their first house and they're 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 going seven percent. What? Yeah, and and I remember when I moved to San Luis Obispo, I was so thrilled because my interest rate was eight under double digits. Yeah, yeah you were winning. Yeah, just intuitively, interest rates go up. What do you think is going to happen to home values? 
Well, if the rates are going up, home values might come down to compensate. Yeah, that's right? what you would think. But that's not but, what happened here. But in history, 1980, 1981, where the interest rates were the highest they'd ever been, what happened to home prices? They went up. They went up. Yeah. If you look at almost every era of our past, what would we say about home prices? You know, a short graph might look scary from 2006 to 2008. But if you look short at the, meaning a couple of years. Yeah. If you look at the long graph uh, over the last 60, 70 years, it goes one direction, and that's up. Isn't one, that a two, band? One direction. One direction, yeah. If I look at 10 or 12 <laughs> short graphs, how many of them are going to look a little scary? Three to four. One. 2006, 7, 8, 9, 10, right? I guess that's, that's really the only one. Every other short graph I'm looking at here has uh, home values going up. Look at 1977 to 1980. That was an inflationary period, right? Definitely. Governor or, uh, President Jimmy Carter. And home values went up 52%. In Unbelievable. That, in that deck, uh, 77, 80, in that three year in period. That, in yeah. that three year period. Yeah. Unbelievable. Interest rates started in 77 at 8.7 and jumped to 16.3, and the home prices w- went up 52%. 52%. Yes. Wow. So, That's unfathomable. So, so, yeah. But why? Inflation, I guess. I don't know why. I, I was I was a kid not paying that close of attention back <laughs> but, then. But I, I think it is inflation, year. right? I yeah. think it is inflation. Yeah. Right? That's in, so so rates go the rates are right. going up because they're fighting inflation and what is what do you want to own in inflation the hard asset home, home real estate real real tangible assets yep gold silver in your hand coconut grove or whatever okay. yeah, yeah. So, whatever you have in there yeah well you know and rates rates are important right they clearly they have an effect on the amount of properties that are being sold and what people do but but uh, hell we were talking earlier about the homes and the lack of availability you know how many homes were there to the population in the 1930s yeah that's the next graph you know i i just get fascinated by those home prices because we talk about percentage increase but you just look at the real numbers yeah average home price 1970 in the u.s under forty thousand bucks what? Under forty. That's great. Right? That's in the U.S. I get it. It's yeah, less. Yeah. Nineteen seventy, when a gallon of gas was what maybe a quarter, mm-hmm. and a, you know, so That's everything's true. gone up. And then then you go to nineteen ninety, and it's one twenty, right? So twenty years later, it went from forty to one twenty. So it triples, right? Mm-hmm. That's right. Okay. Yeah. And then you go to nineteen ninety to two thousand. Then in the country, it's just under call it one eighty, one ninety is the average price. So it didn't go up that much, right? So from one twenty to one eighty. Well, what is that? That's that's fifty percent. 120 yeah. to 180. That's 50%. Yeah. A lot of math here. Yeah. Okay, gotcha. And then peaked out about 250 or so nationwide around 2006, right, was the big year. And then it dropped. That's when we had the great financial crisis. There, that was great called? financial crisis? Something like great that. Great recession. So we go to 2010 where it kind of bottomed out probably just above 200,000. So it went from like 250 to 200. So yeah, you 25%-ish? Lost 25%. Yeah. Is that, is that right? And then it's just gone up from there to, okay, 320, then it went 360, then it's 400. Now it's 431,000. So the median home price now is, is the highest it's ever been. It hasn't slowed down, except for those couple of years between 2006 and 2010. So my gut says I'm going to wait for home values to come down before I buy. My next-door neighbor says, oh, They've, they've, home values have gone up 10 years in a row. They've got to come down pretty soon, right? If you were and, running the company, you'd be fired. And, and so if I'm making that type of a decision with my gut, it would seem like I might be hurting myself by not paying attention to the data. Is that 
Absolutely. Did, did I get that I about would, right? Yep. I would agree, 110%. So from 1970 to 80, 90, 2000, 2010, 2020, 53 years. He's have, counting on his fingers for, you have for those three who years. can't yeah. see him. In that 53 years, there was that one four-year period yeah. where it went yeah. down. Yeah. So four years out of 53, you're trying to time that little blip. You and will I, give yourself an ulcer in your gut if that's how you make decisions. Right. And look at what you missed out on. Yeah, there's a nice couple that I know that's new to the area, and they lived in Santa Barbara. And, you know, I think he does pretty well. I don't know him that well, but they haven't owned, and they're going to have to move out of their rental property. And it's interesting because, boy, even if you would have bought anything in Santa Barbara 14 years ago oh, or anywhere else, could, yeah. you know, would you be better off? And now his brother-in-law is a financial guy on the East Coast, and I'm sure he's very bright, saying, well, you know, it's a tricky time. You know, I, I just smiled and went, yeah, well, keep looking. You know, I mean, it, it's it's too bad. All I know is having equity is important. If you look at the, the average wealth of a, a person that doesn't own a home and the one that does, I mean, I, can't, I don't have the numbers on the top of my head, but they are, they're staggering. Like the average. Um, it's like tenfold. Yeah, it was yeah. $2,500 for a non-homeowner and 50000 for a homeowner. Yeah. What happened after 2000? It's that old song. Who sang it? You're in the radio. What goes down must come up. Isn't that the way it goes? I thought what goes oh, up what must goes come down. Up, uh, that, that, must, must come down. down. Yeah. I think that I was a song. That is, is a song. Spinning yeah. wheels. Spinning wheels. Spinning wheels. Yeah. Okay. See, we worked through that together as a but team. But I want to I know like the that. band. See, this is name that tune. The band? Yeah. That's saying. Oh, isn't that the name of the band? Yes. Yeah, spinning. spinning wheel. Spinning wheels. Hold on. Oh, okay. no, look it, yeah, look okay. it up. No, that was This it. is what we was rely it. on now. I'm with you. Spinning wheels. That's just the. Is that the name of the band? I think it was You're just spinning, spinning your wheels, wheels right now. Yeah, that's <laughs> the song. That's not the band. Oh, blood, sweat, and tears. Thank you. Blood, sweat, and tears. Come on. Oh man, Alex. wow. That was okay. the song, then, huh? Yeah. The okay. radio okay. man had to look it up. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> blood, sweat, and tears is outside of my. Okay, okay yeah. let's get back to the real estate stuff. <laughs> this you, is you know blood, what? sweat, and tears. We we were looking at the annual appreciation of home prices. John, you got to the point where we were talking. You were you ended on like we went down. We went 2011. Down, down, down. What like, happened? If you add the, all the appreciation from 2012 to 2022, it's over 80 percent appreciation. Mm -hmm. Just adding those numbers. Uh, up up six percent, eleven percent, five percent. All those compounding, it's over eighty percent. It's it's almost a hundred. Yeah, that's crazy. It's almost a hundred percent, hundred percent increase since. But you know, I'm scared of the real estate market. Yeah. See, it goes back to what it's the number you always throw out, and it's always the one that sticks in my mind, John. And that's it goes up eighty five percent of the time, goes down fifteen percent of the time. You look at these graphs, it does, 15% isn't even, isn't even represented there. You know, I mean, there's that big chunk based on horrible policy in the late 2000s, you know, that, that and then they fixed it. They're like, okay, we can't do business in this way. And then now it just continues to go up. Yeah. You know, what would have to happen, I wonder, for home values to, to slide again in, in, in the near term? Would the supply of housing have to go up dramatically? That would be one of the one of the things, right? The other would be buyers not um, there not being any buyers, nobody wanting to buy. Yeah. So those two things would have to be, I think, in conjunction. Because well, if we build a bunch of homes, people will come here and buy them. Well, this is the one that hits me in the forehead like the hardest about housing, you know, and and we see it here, but it's nationwide. Like so, so they 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 have a graph: homes built by the millions population growth in the minutes, yeah. right? So, you know, in the 80s, there were 25 million homes built and we had 23 million new people. So we built more homes than population growth. 20, in the 90s, 27 million homes built, 23 million people. 
2000s, 27 million homes built. We had 32 million increase in population. Then in the 2010s, a whole decade, yeah. right? Instead of a high 20s for homes built, we had 6 million. That, but we had 27 million new people. Yeah, that, that is on top of the people that had already been here from the previous decade and the previous decade and the yeah. previous decade. 2010s and three years in, and this is actually from 2022, I think. So 10 million homes built in a decade and almost a half when most decades had 27 million built. And yet we still keep getting more and more people. More people, yeah. yeah. Now, population, population growth yeah. could slow down. This is happening in a lot of countries. I read about this. Right? Yeah. So we're not having as many children. But in the near term, yeah. the population is not going to go down in the near term. No. So I, when I say near term, I say next three to five years. Do we see it would have to be housing supply right? really going up? in the next three to five years dramatically? Unless they can build a house in a week for pennies on the dollar, there's, you just don't nope. build housing that fast. Nope. So the I'm, permitting process. It's, it's, almost, it's almost a crisis. I mean, honestly, yeah. in terms of the amount of housing versus our population. Well, you, you'd ask anybody that doesn't have a house that's living on the street. It is a crisis. Yeah. So, so barring some type of crisis that I can't even imagine, maybe some international crisis, what would have to happen for home values to go down in the near term, the next three to five years, if the supply of homes can't keep up. Like you say, wages have gone up significantly too, and we're not talking about that here, but if for some reasons wages went way, way, way down, okay, well then people can't afford anything you know, mm -hmm. as much. We're still that gonna, could affect it. And we're talking about the San, San Luis County market. We're still going to get an influx of people that don't rely on wages to they are going to be moving here. Yeah. Right. And so that that's kind of a because this is this there's such desire to want to be here. Yeah. That 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 we're not taking that into effect in the yeah. national picture. Yeah. Yeah. Get in. Get in. I think about my kids religiously. I'm like, yeah. holy crap! How by the time my kids consider, I didn't. I bought my first house when I was 35. I think mm -hmm. if they don't start now at 25, 35 is going to be ridiculous. We'll be we'll be making comments like, wow, that house, uh, that little three two just went on the market for three million dollars. Nothing's been on the market there for under four million in two years. Yeah. And uh, because if we look at the trend of where we're growing, going by the time they get to my age, that's what the prices are going to be. Late 80s, I, as many of our listeners know, if they listen to prior podcasts, I was an executive in the insurance industry, and one of my agents was retiring in Southern California. And he said, well, where do you think we ought to go? I said, well, I don't know about you, but when I retire, I'm going back to San Luis Obispo County. And he took a trip in his motorhome, ended up in Morro Bay, and bought a house the next week. <laughs> Why? Because he could. Yeah. Mm -hmm. He didn't have to worry about going to work every day and, and living in the... In, in the metropolitan community. In that, that, those are the people that are coming here no matter what's going on in the economy. And it does make me think about my kids. If they're not in, then I'm going to have to go visit them in Oklahoma where they can afford to live. Yeah, right? good, luck, good luck watching your, gang, your grandkids grow. Cause I don't want to do that. Yeah. Yeah. My, my son's seven. He asked me a question the other day. He goes, how old do you have to be to buy a house? Nah, way to and, go. And thank God I work with you guys Send on this podcast. Hell. And John, <laughs> I, I, I heard John in my ear. <laughs> And I said, Oliver, you do it as soon as you possibly can. Yeah. <laughs> Seven. I Start it. investing now. How old were you, Hal? Uh, when I bought my first, first house. house. Like 30, 29. So what, what did we learn from, from going down this lane of checking out data as opposed to trying to figure out this real estate thing from uh, from our gut or our neighbor behind uh, well, you know next door I, I think the data can be the bumpers on on the rail right if you're going down a lane and you want to strike 
uh, the numbers and the data can keep you from getting in the gutter. Like, don't use your gut exclusively. Use, you know, what you have as intuition. Use what you have, but it's been created and collected by the data that you analyze. That'll keep you from hitting the gutter. Though, I, I mean, pulling it out. Th there is a lot of information out there, right? Yeah. I go on, I, let, I watch oh, a lot of YouTube-like interviews and stuff, and a lot mm -hmm. of it's business and self-development, that sort of thing. And I get trapped into, is the housing market going to crash over here versus, you know, what's, you know where do you, sure. you want to be? Data. You know, and, and so there's lots of opinions out there, and well, who nobody knows. But boy, if you look at history for sure, and then you evaluate where you live, it's 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 pretty hard to see. But there is so much comes at you go, it makes you doubt it a little bit once in a while. And then you look and you go, oh, geez. yeah. Just look at the data. Yeah. Stop. Mm -hmm. The opinions are nothing more than that. Like yeah. their noses. Everybody has one. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't mean that they're all going to smell roses the same. Right. But data doesn't lie. I love numbers because they don't lie. What a good property in a good location over time is going to serve you quite well, I think. Have, have any of you ever bought a property where there wasn't, in the back of your mind, just a little bit of fear? Absolutely. Am I making the every right time. decision? Yeah, huh? it's every purchase. Every Yeah, every yeah. single one. Every single I'm one. overpaying both properties. I'm like, damn, this is going to be a stretch. I was renting. I've got a mortgage. Oh, my God, taxes and insurance. I didn't think about that. Yeah. Like, the roof's going to leak. I'm going to have to fix it. And I bought in 2006, in June. Right. Uh, like, this is the dumbest purchase I've ever made. I'm overpaying, <laughs> but i got to get the kids in the right school. And the house is, I've got the half a million in equity. And if I hadn't have done mm -hmm. that, I'd been. You wouldn't have so the data been. makes you feel safe in the midst of fear. But you bring up something that's so important. We've talked about it in podcasts more than a year ago, and that's that how many of our home purchases are done from a purely business perspective? And the answer is not, not that many, nope. unless you're an investor, yeah, right? Yeah. You're making them because you want your kids in the school. You want the backyard for the dog. The weather to grow it, fruit trees, yeah. anything that's going to be the yeah. good neighbors, you know, people yeah. you like being around. It, yeah, it still helps to look at the data and say, okay, I'm going to be safe making this decision. Yeah, love that John brings in context, and and it's it's nice to get uh, kind of frame it that way because yeah. from that information, then you can make a, a better educated decision. So thanks, John. All right, gentlemen, uh, let's call it a day. Thank you everybody for listening, and uh, we'll talk to everybody next week. Thanks, James. Thanks, James. Thank you for listening to the House Swayze podcast. Be sure to subscribe and rate this podcast. Check for it in your feed for the latest information on the San Luis Obispo County market. The Slow County Real Estate with House Swayze podcast is available wherever you get your podcast and on HouseSwayze.com where you can find current listings and other real estate tips. HouseSwayze.com, that's H-A-L-S-W-E-A-S-E-Y.com. I am James Bueno, Director of Marketing for the House Swayze Group. If you're looking for anything real estate, give us a call, 805-781-3750. House Swayze is a licensed California real estate broker. DRE number 01111911. The Slow County Real Estate with House Swayze Podcast is a production of AGM Podcasts. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.